0: Hello, my finest friends. Welcome to another Rahalastapa. This week, we are threatening to destroy the space-time continuum by me meeting up with my doppelganger, who I thought was six foot tall, but isn't. He's about the same height as me. Uh, He has my face. He has my love of motorcycling around. It is Charlie Borman. Uh, fantastic interview, fantastic guy, lots of interesting stuff in this one. I know you're going to enjoy it. Please support us by uh, buying tickets to see these shows or by telling your friends uh, about the podcast. Go to richardhane.com slash gigs. Some fantastic shows coming up, uh, including April the 18th with Dara O'Brien and April the 25th with the wonderful Alan Davies. Come and see those or... Get the live streams at gfsboxoffice.com. Anyway, let's enjoy this wonderful podcast with Charlie Borman. He's got my face, but he doesn't like the fact he's got my face and refuses to acknowledge he looks exactly like me and pretends that he doesn't get mistaken for me. Though he obviously does because he's the same as me. It's Charlie Borman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who nearly killed a woman in the audience yesterday. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Love to see you. Thank you for coming, everyone. You're uh, small but perfectly formed. Very nice to see you. Welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Um, I was talking to Angela Rippon from off of Master Team yesterday. Who remembers Master Team? That's my mate. I used to. Oh, she was great on that. <laughs> no one remembers Master Team. <laughs> I used to eat my, it was on between 1985 and 1987. I used to eat my tea watching it with my mum and it was through a period where my mum was making a lot of soups and stews. And that's what I think of, I can't remember anything about the quiz, but Angela Rippam. Anyway, I saw her yesterday, she's doing well. Uh, She calls it realist, but anyway. So it's nice. I was was in Harpenden yesterday uh, doing uh, afternoon gigs about um, Morecambe and Wise. This Eric Morecambe centre's been set up in Harpenden and Robin Ince asked me to come along and talk about uh, Morecambe and Wise as, as a double act and we saw this afternoon gig we'd been moved to the function room because we hadn't sold enough tickets uh, in the theatre <laughs> shame there isn't a function room in this place isn't it? <laughs> and, uh, and that last time I'd been involved I'd, I went to the theatre where Eric Morecambe died, I had a gig in Tewkesbury in I think it is, is that right? Uh, and not enough people came to that and we were moved into the bar so I think Eric Morecambe's got something against me in the, in the heavenly realm. Uh, that's where I met Andrew Rippon, who was doing a, a, a different thing. But in our little, in our function room, about 50 minutes into this hour-long chat, uh, a woman in the front row said, I think there's something wrong with this lady. And there was a woman in the front row. Quite, it was quite an elderly audience. Uh, I'd already spotted a bloke in the third row who was sleeping. <laughs> uh, so people just come in out of the cold. But she, she'd gone right back, and her head was right back, and her eyes had gone. And she, I thought she'd gone. I thought we'd <laughs> lost her. Uh, and uh, but we stopped the gig. But she, uh, got out of respect for her past soul, but she she came she came back alive again and was okay. She was okay. I don't think she died through laughter. Is what I would say. <laughs> she died through boredom. If that had happened, so it's uh, it's a bit of a shame. Uh, and also, I've had a very full weekend. On uh, Saturday, um, I went. to, It was my uh, mother-in-law's birthday, and my wife, for some reason, decided a good present for my my. Mother-in-law would be um, a speedboat ride on the Thames, uh, and and should I take should I take us my uh, my seven-year-old and my four-year-old son and her dad, who w- when last time was on a cruise had to get off because it was he got he he couldn't cope with the the a, a cruise ship moving over the sea, uh, and so we did we uh, speedboats aren't really my thing. I'm not really into the adrenaline stuff like my guest today and. Um, uh, but I, it was all slow to begin with, it was nice, but once it got past the t- Tower Bridge, it went at full pelt, and it was really fast, and it was b- jumping up and down and hitting the waves, and it was going to the side and to the side. Uh, luckily, my son was going, I don't like it, I don't like it, so he had to stop and go slowly, but I really was just... I've, it's been the most delight i have had to have a child, I have to say. <laughs> it's Finally, they have a use, because I was fucking bricking it, I have to <laughs> tell you. Uh, look, before we go on, I should thank um, the uh, the Kickstarter people who have uh, backed this in order to get a mention. Uh, John Walker uh, backed us. He says, 25 years, an MS warrior and still shuffling. Uh, I'm assuming that's multiple sclerosis, but it might be Marks and Spencer, So I don't know. It's either way, but well done, John. Uh, Jim Parkin also is another big supporter of the podcast. He doesn't want anything said. David Smith, I haven't read this. Let's, let's see what he... he what he says. Uh, I'd like Richard to dedicate the episode to my cockapoo Beans. Beans is a wonderful dog and a regular listener of Rahalastapa. Uh, thank you. And uh, I'd like him and all your listeners to know. I think he's he's a good boy, the best boy. That is, uh, he says, "Feel free to be offensive." I'm not going to be offensive to Beans, a little cockapoo. What has my life become? It's amazing. Right, look, my guest this week is going to be a fantastic show, I can tell you. He's probably best known for his appearance on The Podge and Rod Show. Yeah, Uh, though he was also, of course, Dungeon Master on Tucker's Luck. And I think we should talk to him about that for an hour. Will you please welcome The Universe May Be Destroyed. This is the first time we've ever met and been in the same room. Some people think we look like each other. It's crazy. Will you please welcome the amazing Charlie Borman, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. It's Charlie Borman. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. Who put a mirror? Who put a mirror down the centre? just my chubby brother. <laughs> I thought so I thought you were tall someone told me you were really tall so I thought when you came out it would be funny because you'd be tall but you're the same height as me as well more or less
1: well a little taller, a little but, taller. you know not that it really matters <laughs> and we were checking each other's penises in the changing room as well Yeah,
0: yeah. yours is very small Charlie yes (laughs) well we you know our genitals are quite similar there's a lot of similarities we'll get into that later well we've only got two between us (laughs) yes
1: so two Two... balls we should be known as
0: two Um, balls but you've lost a ball and I've lost a ball for the same cause we've been talking about it this afternoon for another podcast um you, you lost your right one as well I lost my right one as well no good. We could have. we could have had a full set. I know. I <laughs> been, it could have been handy, actually. But well, but but
1: I have a false testicle, yes. and you don't. So I've got a little rubber one, and uh, it's. Um, and when I was in, the, I was in um, uh, Jordan a, a few years ago, and I was floating around in the Dead Sea, and and. And it's, it floats so much that, that when I was swimming, it kept flipping me over. <laughs> and this little hairy testicle just kept popping out of the water. So, so I've got, I've got a, a, you know, a life jacket attached yeah. to, to me, so I'm, I'm good. So it's if good. we were at the Titanic, you'd, you'd be fucked and I'd be fine. <laughs> I'd just
0: hold on to you, it'd be fine. There are a few <laughs> weird coincidences. Like I've, I, I've been mistaken for you a few times by people who insist that I am you, even when I say I don't know what they're talking about. So a guy literally came up to me in a, a club and, and said, I, well done on the long way round. And I went, I don't know what that is. And he said, you know, when you motorbike round the world with and McGregor. And he go, no, I don't. <laughs> that, has, that isn't ringing any bell. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that time, yeah. How, how had I forgotten that? Um, and also, um, you I'm interested in, you've got the gig um, uh, advertising herring shoes. Oh, yeah. Well, well, how what, did you get that?
1: Uh, do you like those shoes?
0: I do. I actually buy stuff from Herring Shoes partly because oh. they've got Herring written all over them. Also, my name is Herring, and I look yeah. like you. Why did they get you to do it? Not, did, they, did you get? Well, that you're this they sort of you ugly be... brother, I suppose. That, that you know, they
1: need someone to sell it. Um, I, 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 I don't know why I got those shoes. He saw me wearing them in in some thing, and they got in contact with me and said, "Would you? Would you like some shoes?" And, and and you know, yeah. Of course, you know. You don't want to buy shit, do you, oh, it really? It's, it's, it should be me. It should be, I know. Should, well, listen, I'll, I'll put a
0: word in. Actually, I tried already, and he said, who? <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I think, I presume it's the same firm. Or well, there's We used to, when our school coach would go to Stratford and Avon, we'd pass a shop called Richard Herring Shoes, and... Everyone in the coach was saying Richard Herring, Richard Herring, Richard Herring shoes. Uh, so I'm presuming it's the same guys, but there is a Richard Herring involved in that company, I believe. Um, also, we both love boat cycling around. That's me. That's me. That's I love. It's me turning the handles to make it go, Charlie. That's Kawasaki 792. That's my baby uh, so that's what I've got so we've got a lot of there's a lot of have you ever been mistaken for me has anyone mistaken you for me no
1: no <laughs> no. I'm sorry I've got to be truthful um, the, 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 there's a guy called Henry Cole who who uh, looks a bit like you as well okay. actually we could be triplets I, I and he, he rides motorbikes as well and, and, and people come up to me and they say oh I said I loved your show yeah. When you rode through New Zealand, and I go, that was wasn't me. <laughs> I go, that was Henry. I said, you've just insulted me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I find it insulting that people compare me to you, Charlie. So it's like, it's okay.
1: I don't I don't blame them. <laughs> I, I, I I wouldn't want to be me. I spend most of my time not wanting
0: to be me. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. That's not nice. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's absolutely lovely to meet you. We've had a we have had a good chat about our. Ball, a uh, ball. there are balls in plural between the two of us, so that's a, that's a good thing. But uh, look, there's so much. I mean, I, I, I hadn't, like, forgotten, but the, of course you have uh, this amazing, uh, as well as all the motorcycling stuff that you're probably best known for now, you've got all this amazing acting work you did, uh, mainly as a uh, younger man. It's ma- they're still doing a bit of acting every now and again, or do you, does it come up? Yeah, at- I mean, I haven't done so much. I mean, well, my father's a film director. yeah.
1: And he's a, a guy called John Borman. And, yes. and he directed films like Deliverance and Scalibur and Hope and Glory and, and Will Forest and, and lots and lots of movies. And and um, and um, I've got three sisters. And so there's four of us. And so whenever dad was making a movie and there was a, a part for a kid in it, he would say, don't um, employ any children. I've got... Four free ones. (laughs) So, so we were just thrown into 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 movies. So the first movie I was in was. Has anyone seen uh, Deliverance? Here, uh, with Burt Reynolds and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, my father said to me, he said, Charlie, look, if you if you sit on that sofa with that bloke, I'll give you a tricycle. (laughs) Sounded really dodgy, but but (laughs) but I wanted the tricycle. So 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 at the end of the movie, um, when uh, John Boyd comes back. To his wife at the end of the movie. There's a little boy sitting on a sofa, and so that was me. And so that's where it kind of, kind of went from. And then, and then you know we were always thrown into his movies. And I, I, I played um, uh, one of the characters in Excalibur. Yeah. Um, uh, Mordred when had a nice suit of gold armor and rode a horse. It was brilliant. And um, and and it, 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 it kind of went from there really. And 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 I'm really heavily dyslexic, so <clears throat> school was always a and, and nightmare for me and in and, um, and school, I was always in the school plays and, and, and th- that was really the only place I felt like I could, I could express myself. And, and, and so I think my father saw that, you know, there was no point going to university. So I left school at 16 yeah. and, and I went off and I was making movies and, 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 and had some, some success in the sort of 80s and 90s.
0: Yeah, well, the Emerald Forest w- is a great film as well. Which you're, th- you're the star of the Emerald yeah, Forest. Which... Yeah, I had to sleep with my father for <laughs> seventeen years to get that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a weird because it's quite. It's a film in which you're a, 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 your characters sort of ended up living with tribes in South America. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and so you be- you become like part of the tribe. But there's a lot of nudity in it, and some yeah, I mean, seventeen.
1: There was a lot of naked girls oh, as yeah. well. It was like. Wow, you know, <laughs> but your dad from boarding school to <laughs> that it was it was brilliant.
0: But your dad's directing it. Is that was that yeah. a bit weird? Having your I, dad, I, it's it's funny, isn't it? You, you know,
1: a lot of I think at the beginning of the movie when I got the part, there was lots of this sort of talk of nepotism and 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 you know the people who oh, know he's only got the part because he's you know because of his dad and stuff. And so I think I think um I think dad was always much harder on me whenever I was in any of his movies. He was sure. a, to sort of make I had to be better than 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 I, I needed to be in order to 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 sort of you know stop that. But but then I remember it sort of I think a week into the into the show I got absolutely blind drunk and the crew had to carry me home. <laughs> and so that so it, it kind of the, the ice broke on, on that bit. So, yeah. so but but it is it's always tougher when I think when you when you when you, when the door sort of opens for you 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 know you can you can go in but 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 you know, if you do get the job, then you usually tend to have to work a little bit harder. Yeah, but, uh,
0: and the movie, and if you're carrying, I mean, it's a different sitting on a couch in Deliverance that you weren't going to wreck that film. Yeah. But if, you, if I, I didn't get, picking imagine <laughs> if
1: I'd taken points on that movie, I'd have been, <laughs> I'd have been a millionaire.
0: <laughs> but it also, I think I saw that film before I knew there was any relationship between the two. And you're, you it's you're very, you're excellent in it.
1: Well, oh, it's very kind. But uh, but no, I mean, it was it was funny growing up. Um, uh, in Ireland, because because we grew up in the middle of the countryside in Ireland, and and in the middle of the nowhere, and and then sort of every two or three years we'd go off to to California or go to South, um, go to Georgia or go to the South Pacific or Brazil or wherever it was that Dad was making a movie, yeah. And whether or not we were in it or not, we were just these kids who kind of went along. So there was always people kind of hanging around the house, and you know I'd go out and knock about on motorbikes and and, and then come back for lunch and and the to be a table full of people. I had no idea who they were. They were just eating all my food and <laughs> and 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 take, But so so it was it was it was great fun. So we either lived in the middle of nowhere or we were on a film set. So it was it was kind of bizarre. Yeah. But um and then you know all of Dad's friends like <clears throat> you know the the reason Dad got into America was because he uh, he made a film called Catch Us If You Can with the Dave Clark Five. I, I I don't know if you ever remember them. They were sort of a flash in the pan band. And they did that song "Catches Catches, If You Can," yeah, yeah. And it was a famous film song. Um, anyway, by by the time he made the movie, <laughs> Dave Clark Five were, were finished, and, and so that didn't really help his film. <laughs> but um, but Lee Marvin saw that movie, okay, and and he was the biggest box office at the time, yeah. And, he's, and he came up to my dad and said, "I want you to direct my next movie." And that was a film called Point Blank, which is if you haven't seen it, it's a fantastic film. Yeah. And and um, and so Dan went off to off to the states, and they became friends. They made couple of movies together and he became my godfather yeah. of 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 all people uh, he was a shit godfather i mean <laughs> he was drunk most of the time and, and i don't think he ever once bought me a present never sent uh, you a book token, no, never sent me a book Marvin. token <laughs> but he, he was an amazing guy i mean he he fought in the south pacific in the second world war he was a u.s marine and he, he saw proper action i think his he i think he drank because um uh, when they were in, in the South Pacific they they were they were led into an ambush and, and his whole battalion were wiped out except for him and and um and and his mate and not a lot of people know this but he was shot in the ass and 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 you know being a Marine that suggests you were running away. <laughs> you know? And um but he was it was a ricochet and he was on the ground and his friend came back, got him, and carried him out. Wow. And um so he was always a, a bit, you know, a bit loose. Uh, yes, and and um, I do remember one funny story about about him. Well, there's quite a few really, but anyway, this one in particular. So, um, Point Blank had, had just come out and was a big success, and 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 he. Uh, so they were they were at Malibu Pier on the beach. There was a famous restaurant there that everybody would eat at. And so, my dad and my mum and my two oldest sisters and 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 Pam, his his wife, were no his first wife. Uh, anyway. Um, Without and 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 Lee was hammered, drunk, and it was his car. And, and Dad said, "Look, Lee, give me the keys to the car. You're too drunk to drive." And Lee wouldn't wouldn't give him the car, so they had this tussle. know, Lee's six foot three, and Dad's my height. And uh, anyway, Dad got the keys and he ran to the car, and got the driver's car. and He locked the door, and Mum and my sisters all dived into the car as well. And everyone rolled up their windows, and Lee was shaking the car, and he wouldn't get in. And then and then he finally climbed up onto the roof of the car. And he, and he wouldn't get off the roof of the car, and Dad thought, God, he's going to be here all night. So he thought, well, it's only a mile down the PCH. And the PCH is Pacific Coast Highway, it's one of the busiest roads in <laughs> Los Angeles, and it runs all the way along the coast up to up to San Francisco. So he he got in the car and leaves still on the roof of the car, and he gets onto the road, and he turns down, and he's going down about 200 meters down the road, and there's a police bike coming up <laughs> the other way, and the police bike sees this, and he puts the lights on, chases my father, pulls him over, and, 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 and you can imagine Lee, his concentration is now on the policeman. and I mean, the foul language that was coming out of his mouth. And the policeman completely ignored him. He walked up to the car, and he knocked on the window of the car, and Dad rolled down the window, thinking, fucking hell. And the guy leans in, and he goes, sir, do you realize you have Lee Marvin on the roof of your car? <laughs> and my father says, well, yes, I do. And he goes, okay, that's fine, sir. Have a nice evening. <laughs> and, and off he went. <laughs> So he, he was a he was a, he was a fun man to be around. Yeah, he really amazing.
0: Was. Yeah, it must, it must be so incredible to you know without when you're not even really aware of necessarily who those people as a kid would would be surrounded by all those people. But I also read that you were the first male to hold oh. Angelina Jolie. Uh, um, yeah. As a, uh, well, yes, I, I, I was, um, uh,
1: but I, I mean, it's, it doesn't sound as amazing as it, as it sounds. Say, you make it sound. Yeah. like it was. Um, I was a page boy at their at their wedding, and, right. and so um, she was dumped into my hands, crying.
0: Right. Someone must have held her before before that. Before well, you were a parent. parent's, you yeah. know, okay. uncles, aunts. <laughs> I've kind know. of imagined you were at the birth somehow. <laughs> no, she, she popped out. Catching. You delivered her <laughs> hey, <I'm> first. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So you, when she was a baby, you held Angelina Jolie. Does she remember? Have you met her since?
1: No, not a clue. No. <laughs> and um, uh, but I, I must say that um, uh, Angelina's mother, Micheline, um, yeah. and and um, what you, you know is one of the most, was one of the most beautiful. I remember I was only nine and I was completely and utterly besotted by right. her. I thought she was just the most beautiful person on earth. Right.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Very nice. Um, what about Tucker's Luck? Do you remember being in Tucker's Luck? <laughs> That's the big one. That's yeah, what that, we, was, we, um, we, what that I did the
1: Emerald Forest and travelled around <laughs> the world promoting the movie, and and then I then my next job was Tucker's Luck. I was dungeon master <laughs> in Tucker's Luck.
0: <laughs> What's Todd Carty like in real life? Is he he's really? Did you really, ever drive around with him? Really Ibland? nice guy, yeah.
1: yeah, and and I keep bumping into him, you know, every so often, and 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 he's always comes up and says hello, and and, and he's a he's a proper proper fella.
0: It's good. Do you remember being on the Podge and Rod show? Do you know what it is? I don't remember the Podge oh. and Rod show. No. It should I don't. be more memorable. I, th- I think it's an Irish puppet show sometime. Oh the
1: Podge. Oh yeah, no, that's quite okay. loose as well. Well, yeah. they do a nighttime version. How do they? And um I think it was an evening one. Yeah, okay. and they were quite rude. It was brilliant, actually. <laughs> it was that was that was good. And they ply you with Guinness and get you drunk and then throw you out in front of the cameras, it was nice.
0: Good. And the other thing, the thing I wanted to ask you from uh, Wikipedia, which is not necessarily the greatest of sources, uh, were you in alien no, it no. I've been asked alien. it
1: a lot. No, I, I think, but lots of people say, "Oh, your dad directed Alien." And like, right, I, and I say, "No, no, no he didn't." And they did. go, "Yes, he did." <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> that was Ridley. You
0: know. <laughs> okay, so you didn't because it says that you and Ridley Scott's son were were. I mean, I don't. I'm not telling you were in it. No. If you're saying you weren't. No, it definitely wasn't okay. in it. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's I, what that's it's on Wikipedia. What well, wik- that's Wikipedia. What can Wikipedia... So when the sort of the acting sort of you, you ended up sort of being a painter and decorator in between acting jobs? Yeah,
1: my acting career went really downhill. I mean, I um I had some success um with Emerald with Forest in eighty four, eighty-five. Yeah. And then I had did a number of films on that, but but I kept choosing films for their location. So you know, they all this film shooting in Africa and I'd take it and then I'd read the script on the plane on the way there and I'd think, fuck you know, this is shit. But, <laughs> but it's great location. And 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 I was obsessed by um, by travel and by and by people and and and, and the people that you meet um, yeah. in these different countries. And um, and I think I probably got that from my father. My father had a reputation for being um, a really a really uh, um, uh, a, a guy who makes movies in really difficult locations yeah. and 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 you know t- tough filmmaker, and 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 I think I, I I got that 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 sense of travel and being in those kind of difficult places and I loved it and and, yeah. and Dad and, and watching Dad thrive in those situations was was great. I mean he was quite a tough. He had a terrible reputation of being quite. Tough, He's yeah. the c word all the time, and you know, you'd be sitting there when, we, especially when you're young, about 13, on on set, and suddenly you hear him screaming and shouting and saying, firing people all over the place, and you're thinking, oh god, <laughs> and just wanting to just sort of shrivel up and run away, you know. Has he settled down in old age? He has. He's, well, he's 89 now, yeah. and and he's he he wrote three books in COVID and, and a script, right. And so you know, he wrote a lovely book um, called Conclusions. His his sort of Last chapter of his life, and he says, "I don't think I'll have time for more." He says. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but he's he's an amazing guy. I mean, he's mm, his body kind of sort of has let him down a little bit, but but his mind is just is just incredible.
0: That's great. Um, and you but you you met um, you and on a film. So you got you got you you, you It was up and down, right? The, the yeah. acting career. So it wasn't. Oh no, it was. it was. It was it was it was tough. I mean, because I was. Uh,
1: going to all these different countries and the films weren't weren't that great. They were becoming less and less. Yeah. And 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 I was I I I whenever I did a film, because I've been dyslexic, I really struggled uh learning lines and I, I just found it incredibly difficult and and it used to completely stress me out. And so I was sort of going off acting because of that. Right and, and doing theater and having to learn the whole play was just I would have to start months ahead to learn the lines. And was awful, but anyway. So I was sort of doing less and less, and, and I'm doing more and more painting and decorating, and and and, th- and I married, and I had a couple of kids, and then and then you know the films became less and less, and and I was then doing more and more kind of proper building work, and 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 that I at that point, some point, I thought you know this is probably where I'm going to be now, and and I felt it, I felt it was quite frustrating really, because I, I still felt I I, I wanted to. Traveled, I wanted to do more, you know. Yeah. And um, and then and then I, I I did this film called The Serpent's Kiss with with Ewan and it had Pete Potelswag, Greta Scacchi, Richard E. Grant, Ewan McGregor, and myself. And I thought, this is brilliant. I'm I'm back. You know, <laughs> this is my comeback film anyway. We had a brilliant time doing the film was absolute shit. And, and <laughs> it went straight to DVD, and I'm not even sure if anybody bought the DVD. I mean it was <laughs> it was an awful film. But 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 I I I met ewan and, yeah and we we both had our first children at the same time they were both about six or seven months old when we when we did the movie together and and we just we just hit it off i i remember the first conversation i had with Ewan was um uh was all about motorcycles and 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 he had a motor california and and um and we spoke about that and then you know here we are twenty years later and we're still talking about motorbikes and that's yeah. about it really. i was talking to him last night <laughs> and he was just oh i just got this new bike what do you think and and i i, I love the whole thing of zoom and 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 or and just talking to him, whatsapp on your phone just yeah. it connects people from all over the world doesn't it anyway so and then we ran motorbike race teams together we did track days together we did we did all sorts of stuff together and 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 then eventually you and um, and then we used to go out sort of on long weekends together and then and then we thought we would um, we'd do a, like a longer trip, and go down to South of France, meet our kids and wives there, ride down, ride back, you know, yeah. for a bit of adventure. And then Ewan rang me up and he said, Charlie, you better come over to the house, I've got this idea. And he, and, he, and, he, and we came over and there was this big map on the table and, and, <laughs> and it was a map of the world. And he said, look, why didn't we, instead of forget Spain, let, let's go to China. And <laughs> <laughs> went, Ooh, okay. And then we thought, what well, if we get to China? What, what about Mongolia? And then we kind of thought, well, we may as well go to New York. And and our wives were sort of just looking at us and thinking, well, they were going, how how, how long is that going to take? And we we kind of worked it out that it was going to be about four and a half months. And and they both didn't bat an eyelid, (laughs) bat it at all. I said to Ollie, I said, Sally, well, you're not worried that we're going off for four and a half months? She goes, no, I think you would be right. (laughs)
0: Sounds like they want to get rid of you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, nowadays, you know, since lockdown, you know... Now that we're kind of the world's opening opening up again, I keep yeah. seeing my suitcase at the front door. She's sort of going, "Come on, go," you know.
0: And so, did, did you? Did you just? You we're going to do it anyway, and then thought, let's turn it into a TV show, or did it <coughs> was the TV show a part of the in the mix at that point? It,
1: it was, um, you know, we we're going to do it, and then and then I didn't really have the money to, to do it. You know, you and um, I, I, I was you know, painter decorator, two wife, <laughs> two kids, a mortgage. Um, you know, I just didn't have the money. And um, Ewan had just finished Star Wars, so so he was minted, and, <laughs> but being Scottish, I probably wasn't going to get any of that. So, uh, uh, but but then someone mentioned about a book and said that what they thought would make a really nice book you yeah. know, two great friends going off traveling around the world, and um, and so we we uh, so we approached a, some book people and, and said and 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 that actually was quite easy to get a book, and because you go there and the, because the pitch was that we're going to go from here to here, not really sure what's going to happen. But I'm sure it'll be all right. And, yeah. and and the book people thought, God, that's great, two friends, lots is gonna happen and stuff like that. But but and, and so we so we so we, we got that and then and then and then I we walked out. I remember walking out of the of the publishers and having this book did and I'm thinking, well that's great, but I can't fucking read, let alone <laughs> write. I had no idea how we we're gonna do it. And Ewan's, you know, just as bad as I am. So then we thought we would do these video diaries and we would get um, someone to help us write the book and, and we, we both knew exactly what we wanted from the book yeah and so this guy would then help us and we, and then we thought, well, if we're gonna do video diaries, we may as well film it and yeah. and then it kind of sort of snowballed from there but 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 getting the TV show was we we, we still didn't have a TV deal until I think you know th- three weeks before we were leaving right. and we'd already started filming the preparation and, and all this kind of stuff um and uh, uh and, and and was it was when we were doing the leaving party that my brother-in-law James, who was working for Sky at the time, and they'd already passed on it or he passed on mm. it um uh, and then when we had the leaving party we were showing a reel of stuff that we'd filmed we were just showing stuff of it, and he suddenly re- got the idea of it and he and he, and he and he and he and he said right tomorrow morning ten o'clock tomorrow morning the contract will be um, at well. your door so like three weeks <laughs> before we leave we got the tv deal but, but but when we were in australia we flew over to australia ewan was making a second star wars there and and we went to make a little pilot because people just weren't getting the idea anyway so we th- well we're there we thought we'd go to one of the tv stations and pitch the idea to them Anyway, we went to this one place channel eight or 10 or i can't remember anyway we we're sitting and we did this pitch and we we're going to go around the world in these motorbikes and we're going to meet people along the way and it's going to be really exciting. Anyway, we finished the pitch and and, and we said, you know, what do you think? And he said, do you want to know what I really think? And we said yeah, and no, we'd really like to. And he goes, "I think two wankers on motorcycles." <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Anyway, the year later, we sold it to them for a fortune. <laughs> so fuck them. But um, yeah. So so yeah, yeah, that that was so. It was it was a really odd. And then you know there was no there was no reason why it would be successful. I mean, it just. You know, but
0: thought, how much... Was there, was there really no planning? You say, you knew where you were going to go, obviously, but... The yeah, I mean, there take, was, it was...
1: There was planned. There's always... If you do a big trip like that where you yeah. have multiple countries that you're going to go to, you've got to... In some of the countries, you have to do carnets and you have to... Like we're going to all have to do now just to go to fucking France. We're yeah. going to have to have a carnet for our... It's a nightmare. But... Um, uh, so we had to have that. And, and I think if you're going to do a big trip you know i i certainly wouldn't wouldn't um uh plan it to the nth degree but but i would certainly it would look at the route where you're going to go and and then sort of within each of those countries think of what you'd really like to do in those countries yeah. and then you just you know connect the dots and and off you go so it's kind of and that's kind of the way we did it we wanted it to be as authentic as possible
0: yeah and i, I suppose it's it's most people don't Travel in in that way. So most of us, if we are going to China, would fly to China. Yeah, I mean, flying, <laughs> so I mean, flying is
1: fine because yeah. you, you you leave an airport that looks like an airport, and then you land in in, in an airport that looks like an airport. And you know, if you land and take off and land in in America, if you I don't know if you've done lots of traveling in America, but all the I think all the airports are made by the same person. Right. And 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 I was I, at one stage I, I, I was flying all over the place at one stage, and I was sitting. Standing in this airport, and I couldn't remember what city I was in, because right. I, I, I was thinking, I've I just left Chicago, but this <laughs> looks like Chicago. Oh, it was just so. It's a very different experience yeah. when you when you when you fly in somewhere, and and um, as to, as opposed to being on 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 time. It's like when you when you and I went down through Sudan and then went from Sudan into Ethiopia. You know, so we went down the Nile, and it's it's stunning, and it's very. Deserty and dry, and I mean it's just beautiful, and um, uh, and and then and then you got to the Ethiopian border, and it was and, and there's literally, a, a, like on a map, there's a line, and, and and just on the other side of the of the border, everything changed. It was wood. It was it was green, um, right. uh, and and then when you change, you know, all the the tarmac colour changes. The colour of the paint on the road changes. The way the dots, the dashes on the road are different. The signposts are different. The architecture, the way people dress. Yeah, it's just it's just the most extraordinary way of travelling. It's just it's it's brilliant.
0: And I guess you just get an idea of the. It's even looking at a map. It's hard to get the idea of the scale of the world or even how far. And a a globe, you don't, you know, you don't really. It's not even really accurate in terms of distance. So no,
1: yeah, the maps are all distorted a little bit. So, so Africa always looks a bit smaller than, I mean, Africa is a fucking big place. Yeah, and especially when you travel through it, you just think, oh my god, it's like going across Australia. You know, when you fly home from Sydney, you know, the first five hours you're flying over Australia, (laughs) you know, and and but but you look at it on a map, and it's just a little little island down at the bottom of the of the globe. Yeah. So so it is it is it's very it's 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 the best way in the world to travel. And,
0: it, and it's what you said earlier is it that it's about the people you are meeting along the way and you know people are I mean not everyone would have recognized who no, would have recognised even who you are? Well, they certainly right. reckon, wouldn't have recognised would have me have recognized, from the Emerald Forest. But, but they would
1: have recognised. I know. I used to keep dropping my trousers, and in <laughs> fact, so, that was the only that was the only time I ever got an award for my acting career was I was voted in in Germany. I was voted best bum of the year. Oh, that's not bad. And um, and being you know being a uh, an act, actor with a big ego, I, I of course I went to collect it. <laughs> and,
0: uh, <laughs> But is the, but you know even Star Wars isn't everywhere right is that is that what that some people wouldn't have would... yeah I remember
1: at uh, one time we were in we were in tangier and and um, we went to one of the troglodyte um places where they where they where they um where they filmed the original Star Wars in those you know and those sunken yeah. things <laughs> So Ewan goes, ah, I don't want to go there because I'm just going to get mobbed. You know? And anyway, we went Then he had a big beard, admittedly. But, but we went around and we were walking around and not a single person. And eventually I said, Ewan, stand by that poster of you. And he was standing by the post of him and he had a beard in the film. And he was standing by the post, and people were just walking by. And I, I, I like to think that, that because it was so hot that people's brains were just fried. And just didn't, didn't, you know, didn't make a decision. And we were pissing ourselves and laughing and he was going these aren't the bikes you're
0: looking for I mean you wouldn't uh, it think it would fun. be really him I suppose maybe that's but you
1: know I mean I think once you get once you get to Eastern Europe and start getting to Kazakhstan and Mongolia and Siberia and Far Russia and all those places you know it, 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 it people people are spending much more time uh, just getting along and just living you yeah. know and, and, and it's a very different you know we're very lucky here in the, in the West in this sort of opulent kind of lifestyles that we all have and everything's on our fingertips, whereas, you know, you don't have to travel very far to see that it all, uh, all gets a bit harder.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's an amazing way to get perspective on people. But I've heard you're saying that 99% of people in the world are good people are and, good. and you know...
1: But it's the... You know, we you asking me that question, you know, should... Uh, should you, w- would you be happy with six and seven-year-olds running, running your country? Yeah. And I'm thinking, yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true, you know, that um, I think if you look at Iran, I, I spent a, a bit of time making the TV show in Iran and it's one of the nicest places you'll ever travel through and the people are lovely and they're very funny, everyone speaks English, everyone's really well educated, the food is amazing. And then you've got, you know, these nutters who are looking after the place and, yeah. and, it, and they don't reflect the people. You know, and and it's the same in most countries. You know, I'm, it's 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 you know it's these nutters who who are, you know, like Putin at the moment. You know, he's just <clears throat> he's just had a bit of power for a bit too long, hasn't he? Really, yeah. and um, uh, but was it ultimate power ultimately corrupts? So.
0: Yeah, well, he definitely has. That seems to be the case in this. But I mean, you mean you've been you've sort of been everywhere, right? Within even within. The, I mean, there's so many different series you've done anyway. Yeah. But even with the the, the three with uh, you and you've you've sort of nearly been everywhere. So is it is, is it is it what is it giving you a perspective on the of the world as a whole? Is there a place that you prefer, or is it just the is it the fact that you're you're going to all these different places? I, I think the, it, the I, to
1: you? I'm a big big fan of 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 the African continent. Right. I think I think Kenya and Uganda, Rwanda, and Tanzania. And, Malawi and all those places are just, I think it's the most magical place in the world. It's it's the only it's the only continent in the world it's the only continent in the world where there's actually any wildlife left. And right. and everything and every other continent you've been to, it's all just been killed off. And so you can you know, I mean I take I do motorcycle tours from Cape Town to Victoria Falls. Once a year we take a bunch of people on motorbikes and we go through South Africa and maybe up Botswana, Zimbabwe and 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 we go on all these safaris and we stay in these beautiful lodges and, and, I mean, stunning, stunning places. And, and you know, there's where else in the world can you be going riding on a motorbike and you have to stop because 40 elephants are crossing the road and yeah. you're just and you're going, this is the third time today, for <laughs> fuck's sake, you know. And you actually get, if I see another fucking elephant, you know, and, and it's amazing. And the giraffe and you wake up in the morning and there's one hotel we stay in where it has these little cottages Around this, um, around this uh, uh, watering hole, and, and, and you wake up at six in the morning and sun sunrise, and you look down at the watering hole, and there's an, an, a a lion or 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 a or a, or, a, or a giraffe or a hippo. Or it's just it's just it's just beautiful, and yeah. the people are, are just magical as well. It's a lovely part of the world.
0: Sure. so you, you obviously like the adre- I mean, see, I don't like the adrenaline of going fast I've been on a speedboat this weekend and it made me sad <laughs> yeah. um, Actually, I was
1: thinking, when you were talking about a speedboat of the Thames we were up the Thames with a friend of mine who's got a speedboat and and <laughs> and we were herring along and, and then we ran out of petrol and 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 so I uh we, we managed to get to the side where there's one of those police uh stations on yeah. the on the thing and we got off there and and I get the 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 petrol can and I go to, uh, to get a taxi to go to a petrol station and I'm thinking, I just hope I don't meet anybody uh, that I know because it be quite embarrassing having run out of petrol on a boat. That's the last thing you want to do. Anyway, so I hail this taxi down, get in the taxi and he goes, oh, hi, Charlie.
0: And, and I look at him
1: and there's a mate of mine who I go dirt bike with, riding with in Wales. I mean, how can you can that be <laughs> anyway then but by, so by the time i got home i had friends texting going oh so you ran out of petrol on the on the thames <laughs> did you and, oh man it was just anyway I, lo- right. I i love all that speed and and adrenaline and yeah and, and, and you I mean, you've
0: like, had some uh, quite a lot of accidents i mean it, as many accidents i would say maybe you shouldn't be getting on motorbikes <laughs> but you've had some quite i mean you've had serious accidents y- yeah
1: the last four years five years has been quite bad yeah um uh I've, I've had lots of accidents in the past because um, of running motocross bikes and enduro bikes. So that's part of the whole part and parcel. But <clears throat> in 2016, I, I got clipped by a car in Portugal and smashed my legs to pieces. Yeah. And that was quite bad. And um, uh, And that was 17 operations to get those back together. And that took two years. And um, I had big cages on my leg and stuff like that. But um, but my daughter caught me. I was heading out the door with this big cage. I could I could. It was complicated because I broke both legs at the same time, which means you can't really get about. So, you know, pooping and going to the toilet was always a, a <laughs> an issue and because you were taking a lot of morphine. You know, you just get bunged up. So it's just. Either you just can't shit, or you do shit, and it's really painful. And 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 now I kind of have a sense of what childbirth is like. But, <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so I was I, my 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 right angle was better, so I could get on in crutches. So I was sneaking out the door because I just I decided that I could could have this big cage around here. This you know, there's external cages holding your leg together, and I thought I, I I'm thinking I could I could get because I couldn't get on my normal motorbike, because the cage, I couldn't get my foot close enough to change gear. So I thought, well, I can't ride that unless I put a little extension on the gear changer and then, you know, to make it longer. Anyway, I all well, that was going on in my mind. And, uh, and then I thought, well, I can get on my wife's scooter. So I'm sneaking out the door and my daughter comes, suddenly appears at the door and she goes, where are you going? <laughs> and I, thought, oh, I just, Ollie said that her scooter, um, there was something wrong with the front brake. And she goes, why do you need the helmet? <laughs> <laughs> and, it is sort of th- and eventually I said, look, I'm just going for a t- quick ride. Okay, anyway, I went off and got on the bike and I could, I could ride the motorbike because it just twist and go. And then, because um, I hadn't ridden the motorbike for like a year and a half, I was going along the road in Barnes and, 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 uh, and all these cars and everyone were just flying past me and I'm thinking... Fucking hell, a year and a half now, everyone's driving like nutters. Anyway, I looked down and I was doing 11 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> thinking this is really fast. Anyway, so that, um, but there were all sorts of things on that one. So, you, you know, the, the biggest goal, apart from wanting to get back on a motorbike after these 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 accidents, uh, after smashing my legs, and it was always, the, the, the focus was always to get back on a motorbike. And I think that's what kind of kept my mental health so well was because I had a I had a purpose I I had a a goal to get to but 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 my first goal was to sit on a toilet that was my <laughs> first my first goal and 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 i will get in the wheelchair and i will be scooting along and and uh, under the stairs is a little toilet under the stairs and, and just a tiny little just a toilet and a sink and you have to go down two steps to sit in the toilet. I, I would go along and I'd keep looking at it and thinking, God, I'm sure there's a way of anyway. I figured out there was a way of I thought I'd give it a go and and I took the, the wheelchair to the front, the first two steps of the of the steps going up to the upstairs. And there was a little landing bit. So I managed to get off the 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 uh, the wheelchair and I put my bum on the on the landing. And then I I, I bummed put my bum down onto the floor and I shuffled my way. To the to the to the toilet, and I put my legs in first, and um, and then I thought, what I'll do is I'll hinge up on this better leg, and pull my trousers down and swing <laughs> around, sit on the toilet, yeah. and take a poop. and and It's been it'd been like a year, you know, and and so I did that. So I went I went around and got my trousers down, and and I but as I sat in the toilet, I missed the toilet, and and I wedged myself. Between the because the wall was really close, I wedged myself between the toilet and the thing, and I was stuck in the in this edge thing like this. And, and I'm thinking, oh, what the fuck am I going to do now? And 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 my daughter, my other daughter, walked past. I remember I forget, she had her laptop and she was looking at something, and she just looked down and she said, "What the fuck are you doing there?" And just walked off. And I said, "Can you help?" And she said, "No." And and they've and somehow managed to myself up finally sat on the toilet and i tell you i must say that was probably the best poop i've ever had in, in all my life but it was um but there were loads of little little milestones like that it's 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 quite difficult when when and 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 the, there were there were life changing um uh, uh results of it so my yeah. ankle and my legs don't work so well anymore i can walk and stuff but i can't walk very far i can't climb mountains anymore i can't do. i can't you know I look at people, my daughter runs up the stairs on the telephone. And I think you bitch <laughs> I just could never do that again you know right. and stuff like that so there's lots of things that have happened but but as you recover you know you 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 um you know you have these little you have the big goal, but you have these little milestones as you go along and and I think I think you know you need them and it's i it can be very difficult sometimes you know you're sitting there and I was sleeping downstairs and because um, i couldn't get upstairs for, for for such a long time and sometimes you you know because you're lying around all day you don't necessarily sleep so well sure. uh at night you know and you wake up in the in the um, in the middle of the night and and that's when all the kind of the bad things go around in your head and 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 then you finally nod off again and then you wake up and you think all the rubbish that you were thinking in the middle of the night and scary stuff but
0: yeah
1: but i think you I think oft, often you you and you spend a lot of time sort of thinking about um, what if, should I, could I, have, should have done that. Maybe if I left the, the hotel five minutes, or a minute later, yeah. it would never have happened and, and stuff. And then you've got to sort of catch yourself because you, it, no matter what you could have done, it, it doesn't make any difference because it's happened. Yeah. and There's nothing you can do to change it. So you're best to just park that trauma and not let it, to find you and and move on and i think part of my of 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 my healing was 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 when i woke up the next day um, in hospital in Portugal, and both my legs were in plaster, and my ha- I'd broken my hand as well. So I was sitting there and <laughs> I only had one hand <laughs> left. I'm thinking, "Fucking hell, this is bad," and and I was really excited, for really sorry for myself. And then I, I kind of realised there was an, another patient in the in the room, and I looked over and there was another guy in the bed beside me, and he was in a he was in a terrible way, and um, and much much worse than I was. And and, and I remember looking over at him and I remember looking at myself, and I remember actually feeling quite cheery about the whole <laughs> thing and thinking, actually, this is not so bad.
0: <laughs> they probably just employ that guy to go, yeah, quite yeah. badly, in, yeah. <laughs> let's get in the cast, full body cast. Yeah, yeah. It's, gonna, it's, it's better than Pat Chaddam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting that the, it, the after that, and the, I know the accident was, you know, you were avoiding it, so someone else's fault, wasn't it? You were yeah, avoiding, yeah, yeah. avoiding the car.
1: Still it's, but on a motorbike, it's still kind of your fault. You right. should have seen it coming, you know.
0: But you, but the fact that you wanted to go, that the impetus to get better was to go back on the bike is kind of, I mean, dumb. It's kind of crazy, but I mean, it's sort of it's that's how much you you love. The, I mean, you, you but you've had I think subsequent accidents as well, yeah, beyond this one. Uh, but but I think I think it's it's the
1: same with someone who who loves. If you, I'm sure you guys know someone who rides horses. As well, and they'll always say they've broken a leg or an arm or whatever it is, yeah. and they still get back on on the horse. And 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 and. Um, uh, but I think, um, yeah, and, and I, th- I think the the pleasure of being on a motorcycle, and I think it's a real. You know, everyone talks about mindfulness now, don't they? And about you know about your state of health. And we were talking about it earlier about about testicular cancer and having cancer. And having to deal with it and 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 the more you talk about it, the, the, the less of a problem it becomes. Sure. You know, there's that great line in in Crocodile in, in Dundee when 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 they say, Well, how do you deal with problems? He goes, Well, such and such tells Wally, and then Wally tells everybody, and then there's no more problem. <laughs> you know, which is to a degree is quite true. Yeah. You know, the more you talk about it. So I think uh, uh, and then when you ride a motorbike, the the, the idea of Having had a stressful day at work and you've got your 20 or 30 minute ride home after work and you put your helmet on, there's no distractions. It's not like being in a car when you can still talk on the phone, you've got the radio, you might be eating crisps from the pack or reading the newspaper in traffic and or you know, whatever it is. And so by the time you get home, you're 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 still busy with work. Whereas on a motorbike or on a bicycle, you you by the time you get home, your mind is clear and 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 you're ready. To meet your kids, or meet your your wife, or meet whatever's coming next, and I I think I think it's a real, really good mindful, mindfulness way. Okay. And then after Africa, (laughs) got back on the bike after two years, (laughs) and went to Africa, and then had a fucking massive crash again, and really messed myself up (laughs) at that time, you know
0: so two broken broken hand and two broken legs isn't really messed up the next yeah the next one was
1: pretty big I I I I bent this this arm backwards and all the bones came out and um i had a big head injury and brain bleeds and brain swell and broke my pelvis and had that plated and broke my collarbone had that belt and then broke all the ribs down my left side and punctured my lung and like I don't remember anything. I just remember <laughs> waking up in Holler Hospital and my wife was there and I was looking at and thinking, Oh fucking hell And and she was going, What the fuck have you done this time? You know, she was really pissed off. Yeah. And um yeah, so so that that was quite a babble. And that I had that was a big, big head injury. That really which I I really wasn't right. Um Actually, my wife had said we weren't right. She said never have been really. But that took you know four or five months before I could even even consider driving again. That right. it was quite it was quite it was awful actually having um concussion.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's you know, and then but then you've you've subsequently done another of your big trips after that, right? So the long yeah, way yeah, up. I've done after another th-
1: yeah, done other ones. Yeah, long way up was after all of those. Yeah, and then um, there's a great book called Long Way Back. If you want to buy it. <laughs> it's all about the crashes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of ex- it's extraordinary. I think it feels extraordinary to me that you could have you could have a crash like that and and within this time frame still be, you know, be be walking here and <laughs> sitting here well, and be and, and be as fine as you are. You know, I know it's, I know things aren't perfect, but yeah,
1: no, I mean, I don't think that that yeah,
0: I I I don't know. I mean, I, I remember
1: when I first got back on my bike on after the first crash. You know, I remember properly when I got on a bike properly. And I rode down the road. road and I was, I was crying. I, I was just so happy to, and it wasn't so happy about being back on a motorbike, but it was being back in life, you know, back, back to some form of normality. That's what really, and so the idea of being on a bike and, and being able to ride it was 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 the, what marked the the beginning of the end of my of my recovery. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 that was that was that was a, such a milestone for me. Yeah. And I, but I remember the other time when I was on the wheelchair, I thought I can drive, and and that was on the first one. So I went to my car and and with the wheelchair, and um, I got in the car, no phone, no keys. I was just completely so excited that I thought I could do it, and I, I drove off down the road, rode around. I got back, and someone had taken my parking space where my wheelchair was. So I was stuck in the car and I wasn't gonna tell my wife that I'd gotten in the car. So then, then I had to stop outside the house and I had to beep on the, front of, on the horn until, until our front door opened up and my, and my wife and my two daughters were there just looking at me as if to,
0: to say again,
1: what the fuck are you doing? You know,
0: I'm starting to understand why they don't mind you going away for four months. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so, so
1: get back on the, on the bike was, was definitely part of the yeah, recovery. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's, it's, it's cr- crazily impressive as well as crazy. It's just, just, just,
1: yeah. Well, and plus the fact that's the only thing I really know how to do. Yeah. And to actually make any money is to actually <laughs> ride a motorbike. So
0: part of me, uh, you know, doesn't really have a choice <laughs> either. Yeah, one trick pony. And so the, late, the latest or long way up is the latest one is uh, all on electric yeah like, yeah and it's been quite a while between the the those t- two mm-hmm. series right
1: so. yeah it was 12 years um, yeah. between two i mean i've been doing lots of other tv shows i did the dakar yeah. rally made a tv show that broke my hands on that one <laughs> uh and then um and then and then did the all these loads of ones called extreme frontiers and traveled all over the place and stuff and so we were always busy new and Ewan was was just rocketing off as this a-lister and he just moved to the, the states so we were, we were, and then every time he was coming over here to make a movie, I was always going somewhere else to, to do a TV show. So we just kept missing each other, and then we just hadn't seen each other in ages. and And then I had this the, that first big crash, and um, and I remember um, someone, I think my wife rang Ewan, and said, "Look, you know, Charlie's had this big crash, you know," and and so and then um, I think and I remember Ewan was was on his way to work. And he was just about to get on his motorbike to go to work, and had this big crash, and and it was like shit. And then he w- went to go to get his car keys. <laughs> he thought maybe I won't drive right today. And then he stopped halfway through, and he goes, "No, no, no, no! Charlie would be furious if if you got in the car." So he got back on the motorbike and, and rode off. And then I, um, and then and then we just and then he just thought kind of stupid. We just haven't really seen each other for ages. And then. Um, and then we started talking, you know, a bit more um, and started talking about maybe doing another one. And then I had another that other the second crash. And then he was over in London making a, a movie and I was just recovering. I was sort of still, I'd been back in a wheelchair because I broke my pelvis. And and um, uh, anyway, he came over and said, oh, can, can we come and stay for a couple of days um, just to say hi? And so they came and then they ended up staying a month. And um, couldn't get rid of them. Fucking. It, no. I mean, it was like you know. So when is this film finished? Like, um, but um, and it was lovely um, uh, having them there. And then we went away for a couple of weeks because we were going off somewhere. And uh, back to my father's house. And 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 they stayed. They stayed there. And 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 we kind of made that connection again. And then we wanted to do a third a third one. But but uh, I don't think either of us really wanted to do it just on petrol bikes because we we'd already done that. Yeah. And then and then it was Russ Malkin one of the two producers on the TV show said, you know, why don't you do it electric? And we thought, well, "Ah, the electric vehicles can't go anywhere." And and um uh, and then we thought, "Well, actually, why not?" And 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 then, you know, everyone says you can't do it, so it seemed like a good idea to do it. And, yep. and, and, and and there's this big thing. I'm, I'm sure all of you have that kind of, when you talk about electric vehicles, you talk about range anxiety.
0: Yeah. And
1: people get very stressed. And you go, well, the, the, my, that, that Tesla will only do 300 miles. I couldn't possibly have a car that will only do 300 miles. And you go, well, how, how, how often do you actually fucking drive 300 miles in a day? But, and they go, well, I go to Cornwall. And you go, yeah, well, when was the last time you were in Cornwall? Well, two years ago. <laughs> and And so, you know, so I think there's lots of, negativity about electric. Yeah. And, and I think if you're 35 plus, I think, you know, it's a big negative thing. I think if you're below 35 and my kids, you know, they do not give a shit what, what it is. I and mean, most of them don't even have a car. They just take Ubers and yeah. they wouldn't care if it was electric or they have no, you know, no. it's a very different concept of owning, something is, is 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 big so so we so we did it and 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 so now when people say oh i wouldn't have electric because you can't go anywhere and you go well actually <laughs> you can you know so
0: where was it where was it if this was up through so america from the bottom of argentina Americas,
1: yeah. to to los angeles yeah yeah and and in the whole of south america central america and mexico there were no fast charges <laughs> so just plugging in but that that made it really interesting because you know, not only were we plugging into people's houses, but we were sort of plugging into their lives because because you had to hang around for such a long time to, to to let it charge. Um, you were you were sort of having completely different. So whereas most of the time we'd spend in petrol stations, now we were just knocking around in people's houses, and and that was it was it was a really nice experience. And because you could only go a certain distance each day because of there are no fast charges. You know, you 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 your your whole outlook of, of how you traveled was completely different. So not only was it was it a different vehicle but it was a completely different experience as yeah, well. It was so very cool. It really was. Yeah. I mean I, th- I thought I'd miss the petrol engine but quickly you, you 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 don't miss it at all because you you know suddenly you can hear the road you can you can feel the road. There's no vibration of the bike. Right. You 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 feel um, speed and acceleration in a completely different way because there isn't that big whining. You know, the the more the engine revs, that suggests the faster you go. So, but there's none of that. So mm-hmm. it's completely different. So I'm not I'm not saying it's any any better or any worse, but but it's it's. It's different and I it's, mean, it's, it's and, cool.
0: And also, uh, there's electricity everywhere, really, right? Yeah. So, like, there's not petrol everywhere. You know, there's a chance you could be. I know there are petrol stations, but you can you can usually find some electricity if you yeah, need to. no, no, so, for which sure. You can't always with for petrol. sure.
1: And, and um, you, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Um, it's fine. and you meet all sorts of people in a completely different way as well. Yeah. And then animals and stuff. I mean, you could pull up on the side of the road. I pulled up beside all these llamas. And 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 because they weren't really making any noise, they, they 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 didn't run away. They just they just hung out. Right. And they're quite pretty. They got these beautiful eyes, big long eyelashes, and they sort of blink at you. You know, <laughs> and you become mesmerised by them. You know. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's an extraordinary. But, so but but and what is that? Like, anxiety uh, uh, range, anxiety syndrome isn't a new thing. And um, and and back in the day when 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 petrol cars were just coming out people had terrible range anxiety. So we'd leave, you know, I'd leave my house and then head to, to, to Guildford, which is down the road. I had a full tank of gas, but when I get to Guildford, there was, there was almost no chance of getting petrol because in the, the only places they would sell petrol when cars first came out was in chemists. Right. So you could only buy it in So people had terrible range anxiety. And 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 then eventually petrol stations started to come around, and then people, you know, suddenly petrol was everywhere, and and the same thing is sort of happening now, isn't mm. it? There's there's now there's a bit of money in in electric vehicles, you know. Suddenly you see charges everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got an electric car, and I've I never had to charge it outside of. I've not ever gone on a really long journey in it, but I've never had to charge it outside of my house. Yeah. I've I mean, done. I have done it a couple of times just to see how you do it, but but I can drive to London and back. I can drive all my, obviously all the local stuff. It's, so it's it's you know it's really good. And you must but,
1: have felt really fuck. You were one of those little fuckers who were really <laughs> smug in the last petrol crisis. Sort of driving past, going. Oh, oh, I, well, I was doing I was doing these actually. It was
0: really it was a really weird thing because I drove. It was for three Mondays. I drove past every petrol station between my house and here, and they were all closed. I don't know if they'd opened up in the interim at all, or whether they have been closed for three weeks. But it did feel like yeah, that is pretty pretty good. Although now all fuel's going to be so expensive, I'm not sure electricity's. Going to be any better? Charging it at home is going to be well, any better. You know, be- with
1: electricity now, you can <laughs> you can charge your car because you don't need to have it full all the time. No. So you can you can get these smart charges now where you plug your car in and it'll only charge the car on the cheap tariff between yeah. a certain hour and a certain hour, and and um, and so it's 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 clever. And and I noticed that you, I don't know if you were knocking around London on the bicycle when uh, on that first lockdown when there was just nothing around. Mm. And and I remember going past Buckingham Palace and and the and, and and there was there was no I stopped and it was beautiful sunny day and it was blue sky. I'd never seen the sky so blue in London and 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 the air was so clean and mm-hmm. you could hear birds and you could hear all this kind of stuff and, and, and you you suddenly had like a, a snapshot at at what at what what big cities would be like if 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 the majority of the vehicles were electric, mm. it would be that nice. So it's it's you know it's actually not that bad. No, <laughs> I don't think you know. No.
0: Well, I think you know it's it's the way it's going to be going anyway. I think which is you know it is it is very good. Um, is there have you got any other plans? Are you, go, are you going on any more trips? Is there stuff coming up?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I've got I've got a few a few bits and pieces right. that, that that I'm doing. Uh, I think you, you, you and I have been talking about doing another one and. Um, uh, so that might happen in the next year or so, and then right. and then I've got something going on in Ireland, uh, um, this year for this summer, which should be really fun. It involves motorcycles and a bit of cooking and a bit of culture and people, and because I grew up in Ireland, and and yeah. that's where that's where I kind of sort of first rode my motorbikes and 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 and, and stuff like that. I used to ride horses. I was complete horse nut and then um and then a friend of mine had a motorbike and i realized you didn't have to clean it muck it out, feed it you didn't <laughs> you could just you could ride it and beast it all day and then just lean it up against the wall and go to go home you know it was it was a, a game changer but um but so yeah so it's sort of back to my roots i suppose in ireland
0: cool um look it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you both just now and the other podcast we're doing which is going to be a new podcast coming out soon about Nuts. Lose it, like, about nuts about testicles losing testicles uh, and fantastic stuff in that as well which we haven't really i haven't really touched your testicles uh, during this chat hardly at all uh, but thank you so much for coming on ladies and gentlemen give a massive round of applause the incredible charlie borman thank you very much <laughs> which it. one's thank which you, thank you thank you, That's great. Thank, well, thank you come back next week we'll see you thank next week you have Listening to Rahalester Pub with me, Richard Herring, and my guest Charlie Borman. We look the same. It's confusing. Thank you to Scout Regard for playing the music for this bit. Here, it's nice. I'm indebted to my producer Ben Walker. I'm indebted to the director Chris Evans, not that one. I'm indebted to all of the crew, including incompetent sound Man George. He's the best one out of everyone. Uh, thank you to everyone at Leicester Square Theatre for having us here and looking after us so nicely. Uh, thank you as well to all the people who backed the Kickstarter who are and include Benjamin Molorn, That's not a real name. Soren Muller. Rachel Todd. Andy Lloyd. Steve Fowler. Joe and Phil Belcher. Mauricio Reyes. I reckon I got that. Jolly Mnemonic. Jenny Snow... <laughs> Jenny Sloman, Ryan Krellin, Anonymous, David Luton, Ben Freeman, Tim Killen, Lewis Archer or Louis Archer, Yes Please, Liz and Owen, Springsteen Fan, Christine James, Phil McCracken, Gillian Wallace, Steve Mitkowski, Richard Nicholson, Greg McCloy, John Burton, Mark Inman, Stuart Gunpowder, Martin Peck, James Lynn, Matt Leahy, pronounced Leahy, I got it right, not applicable, Matt Hoskins, Bouncy B. Hall, Adam Holman and Liz Sweet Summer Manton. It's crazy. Uh, this is a Skypey of us and GoFastToStripe.com production. You can watch the videos of these shows at gfsboxoffice.com for a small fee. Uh, you can also come and see these shows live. Go to richterring.com slash gigs for more information of where Rahalastapa will be on next. Become a Badger at GoFastToStripe.com slash badges. Thanks for listening. Go away.